0: Today is the 18th day of October. Welcome to PsalmsCast. I am Denise. It is a pleasure, like every day, and an honor to be able to come here into the presence of the Most High God and to gather with others who are seeking Him as well from around the corners of the globe. Actually, it's very humbling to see how far the Holy Spirit carries these five chapters of the Psalms day by day. And it is truly amazing to witness lives being changed when we come humbly, hungrily before our Lord, seeing our Lord creating a digital safe haven of hope, truth, and love so that we all can come in, in our own time. And the beauty is anytime we're listening, someone else is also, and we're never really alone. That is a beautiful thing. If you are new to this daily reading of the Psalms, welcome. Sit back and enjoy God's Word pouring into your life. Are you hungry and thirsty for more than what this per- present life is offering you? So let's go to the feast that is set before us today as we journey through Psalm 18, Psalm 48, Psalm 78. Psalm 108 and Psalm 138. Let's taste and see that the Lord is good, and blessed are we who take refuge in Him. We're reading from the new international version of the Bible, the 1984 edition. And today, tucked at the very end of the podcast, is a powerful chapter, Yes Today, for those who desire to go deeper into God's Word, we will be exploring and considering the 14th chapter of the Gospel of John. Why? Because we need to remember that there is only one who is our Savior and our Redeemer, regardless of what the city of man says the plan is, what they mandate or give as directives, especially when the city of man's solution for salvation does not line up with God's word. So let's stop for a second and take this brief moment to ask the Lord to be our guide. Father, we thank you. Thank you for this time. Thank you for this place. Thank you for your word. Oh, we are so hungry. We are desperate, Lord. We need your nourishment. So we come humbly here into your presence. We desire to draw closer to you than we've ever been before. We need your comfort. We need your direction. We need wisdom as to how we are to survive right now. We thank you that you hear our prayers and that we are safe when we pray to you, Lord. It is you who are hearing us. And yes, you are even working right now for our good and for your glory. As we journey into your living words, spark joy inside of us. Immerse us in your peace, a peace that surpasses everything known to man. Lord, still our hearts and calm our minds. We open our minds and we open our hearts to you right now. And we do desire that your Holy Spirit would be at work within us. Lead, guide, and illuminate as we journey today. Psalm 18 I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock, in whom I take refuge. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call to the Lord who is worthy of praise, and I am saved from my enemies. The cords of death entangled me. The torrents of destruction overwhelmed me. The cords of the grave coiled around me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called to the Lord. I cried to my God for help. From his temple he heard my voice. My cry came before him into his ears. The earth trembled and quaked, and the foundations of the mountains shook. They trembled because he was angry. Smoke rose from his nostrils. Consuming fire came from his mouth. Burning coals blazed out of it. He parted the heavens and came down, dark clouds under his feet. He mounted the cherubim and flew. He soared on the wings of the wind. He made darkness his covering. His canopy around him, dark rain clouds of the sky. Out of the brightness of his presence, clouds advanced with hailstones and bolts of lightning. The Lord thundered from heaven. The voice of the Most High resounded. He shot his arrows and scattered the enemies. Great bolts of lightning routed them. The valleys of the sea were exposed, and the foundations of the earth laid bare at your rebuke, O Lord, at the blast of breath from your nostrils. He reached down from on high and took hold of me. He drew me out of deep waters. He rescued me from my powerful enemy, from my foes who were too strong for me. They confronted me in the day of my disaster, but the Lord was my support. He brought me out into a spacious place. He rescued me because He delighted in me. The Lord has dealt with me according to my righteousness. According to the cleanness of my hands, He has rewarded me. For I have kept the ways of the Lord. I have not done evil by turning away from my God. All His laws are before me. I have not turned away from His decrees. I have been blameless before him and have kept myself from sin. The Lord has rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands in his sight. To the faithful, you show yourself faithful. To the blameless, you show yourself blameless. To the pure, you show yourself pure. But to the crooked, you show yourself shrewd. You save the humble by bringing low those whose eyes are haughty. You, O Lord, keep my lamp burning. My God turns my darkness into light. With your help, I can advance against a troop. With my God, I can scale a wall. As for God, His way is perfect. The word of the Lord is flawless. He is a shield for all who take refuge in Him. For who is God besides the Lord? It is God who arms me with strength and makes my way perfect. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to stand on the heights. He trains my hands for battle. My arms can bend a bow of bronze. You give me your shield of victory, and your right hand sustains me. You stoop down to make me great. You broaden the path beneath me so that my ankles do not turn. I pursued my enemies and overtook them. I did not turn back till they were destroyed. I crushed them so that they could not rise. They fell beneath my feet. You armed me with strength for battle. You made my adversaries bow at my feet. You made my enemies turn their backs in flight. And I destroyed my foes. They cried for help, but there was no one to save them. To the Lord, but He did not answer. I beat them as fine as dust borne on the wind. I poured them out like mud in the streets. You have delivered me from the attacks of the people. You have made me the head of nations. People I do not know are subject to me. As soon as they hear me, They obey me. Foreigners cringe before me. They all lose heart. They come trembling from their strongholds. The Lord lives. Praise be to my rock. He is the God who avenges me, who subdues nations under me, who saves me from my enemies. You exalted me above my foes. From violent men you rescued me. Therefore, I will praise you among the nations, O Lord. I will sing praises to your name. He gives his king great victories. He shows unfailing kindness to his anointed, to David and his descendants forever. Psalm 48 Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise in the city of our God, his holy mountain. It is beautiful in its loftiness, the joy of the whole earth. Like the utmost heights of Zaphon is Mount Zion, the city of the great king. God is in her citadels. He has shown himself to be her fortress. When the kings joined forces, when they advanced together, they saw her and were astonished. They fled in terror. Trembling seized them there pain like that of a woman in labor you destroyed them like ships of tarshish shattered by the east wind as we have heard so we have seen in the city of the lord almighty in the city of our god god makes her secure forever within your temple o god we meditate on your unfailing love like your name o god your praise reaches to the ends of the earth Your right hand is filled with righteousness. Mount Zion rejoices. The villages of Judah are glad because of your judgments. Walk about Zion. Go around her. Count her towers. Consider well her ramparts. View her citadels that you may tell of them to the next generation. For this God is our God forever and ever. He will be our guide even to the end Psalm 78 O my people hear my teaching listen to the words of my mouth I will open my mouth in parables I will utter hidden things things from of old what we have heard and known what our fathers have told us we will not hide them from their children Then they would put their trust in God and would not forget His deeds, but would keep His commands. They would not be like their forefathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation whose hearts were not loyal to God, whose spirits were not faithful to Him. The men of Ephraim, though armed with bows, turned back on the day of battle. They did not keep God's covenant and refused to live by His law. They forgot what He had done, the wonders He had shown them. He did miracles in the sight of their fathers in the land of Egypt, in the region of Zone. He divided the sea and led them through. He made the water stand firm like a wall. He guided them with the cloud by day and with light from the fire all night. He split the rocks in the desert and gave them water as abundant as the seas. He brought streams out of the rocky crag and made water flow down like rivers. But they continued to sin against him, rebelling in the desert against the Most High. They willfully put God to the test by demanding the food they craved. They spoke against God, saying, Can God spread a table in the desert? When he struck the rock, water gushed out and streams flowed abundantly. But can he also give us food? Can he supply meat for his people? When the Lord heard them, he was very angry. His fire broke out against Jacob and his wrath rose against Israel. For they did not believe in God or trust in his deliverance. Yet he gave a command to the skies above and opened the doors of the heavens. He rained down manna for the people to eat. He gave them the grain of heaven. Men ate the bread of angels. He sent them all the food they could eat. He let loose the east wind from the heavens and led forth the south wind by his power. He rained meat on them like dust, flying birds like sand on the seashore. He made them come down inside their camp, all around their tents. They ate until they had more than enough for he had given them what they craved. But before they turned from the food they craved, even while it was still in their mouths, God's anger rose against them. He put to death the sturdiest among them, cutting down the young men of Israel. In spite of all this, they kept on sinning. In spite of his wonders, they did not believe. So he ended their days in futility in their years in terror whenever god slew them they would seek him they eagerly turned to him again they remembered that god was their rock that god most high was their redeemer but then they would flatter him with their mouths lying to him with their tongues their hearts were not loyal to him they were not faithful to his covenant yet he was merciful He forgave their iniquities and did not destroy them. Time after time he restrained his anger and did not stir up his full wrath. He remembered that they were but flesh, a passing breeze that does not return. How often they rebelled against him in the desert and grieved him in the wasteland. Again and again they put God to the test. They vexed the Holy One of Israel." They did not remember his power, the day he redeemed them from the oppressor, the day he displayed his miraculous signs in Egypt, his wonders in the region of Zon. He turned their rivers to blood. They could not drink from their streams. He sent swarms of flies that devoured them and frogs that devastated them. He gave their crops to the grasshopper, their produce to the locusts, He destroyed their vines with hail and their sycamore figs with sleet. He gave over their cattle to the hail and their livestock to bolts of lightning. He unleashed against them his hot anger, his wrath, indignation, and hostility, a band of destroying angels. He prepared a path for his anger. He did not spare them from death, but gave them over to the plague. He struck down all the firstborn of Egypt, the first fruit of manhood in the tents of Ham. He brought his people out like a flock. He led them like sheep through the desert. He guided them safely, so they were unafraid. But the sea engulfed their enemies. Thus he brought them to the border of his holy land, to the hill country his right hand had taken. He drove out nations before them and allotted their lands to them as an inheritance. He settled the tribes of Israel in their homes. But they put God to the test and rebelled against the Most High. They did not keep His statutes. Like their fathers, they were disloyal and faithless, as unreliable as a faulty bow. They angered Him with their high places they aroused his jealousy with their idols. When God heard them, he was very angry. He rejected Israel completely. He abandoned the tabernacle of Shiloh, the tent he had set up among men. He sent the ark of his might into captivity, his splendor into the hands of the enemy. He gave his people over to the sword. He was very angry with his inheritance Fire consumed their young men, and their maidens had no wedding songs. Their priests were put to the sword, and their widows could not weep. Then the Lord awoke as from sleep. As a man wakes from the stupor of wine, he beat back his enemies. He put them to everlasting shame. Then he rejected the tents of Joseph. He did not choose the tribe of Ephraim. But he chose the tribe of Judah, Mount Zion, which he loved. He built his sanctuary like the heights, like the earth that he established forever. He chose David his servant and took him from the sheep pens. From tending the sheep, he brought him to be the shepherd of his people, Jacob of Israel, his inheritance. And David shepherded them with integrity of heart with skillful hands, he led them. Psalm 108 My heart is steadfast, O God. I will sing and make music with all my soul. Awake, harp and lyre. I will awaken the dawn. I will praise you, O Lord, among the nations. I will sing of you among the peoples. For great is your love, higher than the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the skies. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens and let your glory be over all the earth. Save us and help us with your right hand that those you love may be delivered. God has spoken from his sanctuary. In triumph, I will parcel out Shechem and measure off the valley of Succoth. Gilead is mine, Manasseh is mine. Ephraim is my helmet, Judah my scepter, Moab is my washbasin. Upon Edom I toss my sandal, over Philistia I shout in triumph. Who will bring me to the fortified city. Is it not you, O God, you who have rejected us and no longer go out with our armies? Give us aid against the enemy, for the help of man is worthless." With God, we will gain the victory, and He will trample down our enemies. And our final psalm for today is Psalm 138. I will praise You, O Lord, with all my heart. Before the gods I will sing Your praise. I will bow down toward Your holy temple and will praise Your name for Your love and Your faithfulness. For you have exalted above all things your name and your word. When I called, you answered me. You made me bold and stout-hearted. May all the kings of the earth praise you, O Lord, when they hear the words of your mouth. May they sing of the ways of the Lord, for the glory of the Lord is great. Though the Lord is on high, he looks upon the lowly, but the proud he knows from afar. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve my life. You stretch out your hand against the anger of my foes. With your right hand, you save me. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not abandon the works of your hands. Many of us are here today because we need to know that our Lord is truly, actually interested in our lives. Voices are shouting through all of the media streams that in order to be saved, we must... Now you can fill in the blank with whatever that must is in your life. Yes, the messages from the city of man are doom and gloom, but hey, these super smart, super special people have created a plan and a product that will save us. It is the only way. And yes, everyone has to, quote, do their part, unquote. Um, for those who have ever read the words of Jesus, this message that is being broadcast around the globe in every land and in every language should be setting off warning bells in our heads. These promises and mandates of the city of man do not line up with God's living truth. What we're finding here in His Word, the Bible, from Genesis all the way through Revelation, and especially the testimonies of the Son of God who ransomed our lives from death, certain death, from the pit, from certain darkness, forever darkness. His name is Jesus, and he alone is the one who saves our lives. He's the only one who has saved me. Any other who claims to be a savior is, in fact, an antichrist. No, I did not say the antichrist. But an antichrist, anti, is a word that means opposed to or against. So, any person, any organization, any government that claims that they can save is anti, meaning opposed to and against what Jesus testified about Himself as the Son of God and as our sin-bearer. Jesus' testimony in the Gospel of John, chapter 14, makes it abundantly clear. Hang around to the end of the podcast as that is the chapter that will be read in the Going Deeper portion of the podcast. On another note, last night I read a word of wisdom from an amazing teacher of God's Word. He's known as A.W. Tozer. It is a powerful message about not looking to our Lord and Savior for what He can give to us, but for who He is. Listen and learn. Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand, measured heaven with a span, and calculated the dust of the earth in a measure, weighed the mountains in scales, and the hills in a balance? Isaiah chapter 40, verse 12. We must be concerned with the person and character of God, not the promises. Through promises, we learn what God has willed to us. We learn what we may claim as our heritage. We learn how we should pray. But faith itself must rest on the character of God. Is it difficult to see? Why are we not stressing this in our evangelical circles? Why are we afraid to declare that people in our churches must come to know God? Himself, Why do we not tell them that they must get beyond the point of making God a lifeboat for their rescue or a ladder to get them out of a burning building? How can we help our people get over the idea that God exists just to help run their businesses or fly their airplanes? God is not a railway porter who carries your suitcase and serves you. God is. Is God. He made heaven and earth. He holds the world in his hand. He measures the dust of the earth in the balance. He spreads the sky out like a mantle. He is the great God Almighty. He is not your servant. He is your father, and you are his child. He sits in heaven, and you are on the earth. That's just a segment of A.W. Tozer's book called Faith Beyond Reason, Maranatha. Father God, you are the Most High God, and we are so blessed to come here in your presence to learn from you through the Psalms. Thank you. Thank you for the history lessons we heard today of your mighty deeds and the way in which you, Lord God, had to deal with stubborn, foolish people who wanted your blessings but grumbled about your rules and the ways that you expected them to walk. Lord, honestly, we do not want to be found a liar. We want to know you, to come to the place that we can surrender our whole being to you, And trust that you are our rock, that you are our Savior, and that what happens in our life is because of your mighty right hand, just as you did for David. We want to have faith like Abraham and David. They trusted and believed that you are the Lord. You are the Most High God, and they lived a life in submission to you. So we invite you into our space to give us a vision of how our lives can truly be a reflection of total submission and trust in you, Lord, the Most High God. We humbly and sincerely ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Now, for those who do want to dive deeper into God's Word, hang in here for just a few more minutes as we wrap up this part. Today, we hear Jesus' testimony, and it is a powerful witness for what we need and how we are navigating through the world today. We're in the Gospel of John, Chapter 14. So, our ongoing prayer requests. Let's continue to pray her TC in Missouri as she desires to know how the Lord would have her walk and have her live in this moment where she is struggling with a lot of disappointment and trying to find that trust in her fiance again. She's seeking God's will for her future. Next is Carol, who is Dan's mom, who is really struggling and has been in the hospital or in a rehab for several months now. Friends, it doesn't look good. She won't ever live alone again. And Dan and his sister have to make choices and decisions, hard choices, hard decisions about Carol's future. So they're asking that they will be given wisdom as to how to navigate that and that the Lord's will would be done for Carol for the remaining days of her life. Let's pray for Brittany and the Chapman family as they continue to acclimate to their new home here in Atlanta, and that the Lord would supernaturally provide an amazing solution to the quandary of their home in Maui, and also just Blessings upon blessings to be poured out on their 8-year-old daughter, Audrey, who struggles with the loss of her friendships, lifetime friendships that she had in Maui and how to cope with that. Let's continue to be praying for Laura and her husband who are in Japan and Laura's journey as she works with these new doctors and this new team who are trying to come up with solutions for the ongoing vertigo and pain, and that Laura's husband will see the hand of the Lord in Laura's life and what's going on here. And he will see the powerful testimony of the Lord and that he will choose Jesus as his personal Lord and Savior. Continued prayers for Stella and Ralph, for Stella to just continue to be Her sweet personality as people come along and strengthen her and encourage her. And also for Ralph, just with the pain management and also with the ability to pull himself up by his bootstraps and to do what is necessary to get strong. Let's continue to pray for Josh and his that the Lord is going to supernaturally heal 100% his acute sense of smell, and his acute sense of taste that have defined him as a chef, a chef that has worked in many countries around the world, and that Josh will be able to continue to work and to provide for his family, and Lord willing, that Bam and their children will be joining him here in the United States as the Lord opens the door for their visa status to be approved. And continued prayers for my mom, Judy, who is really working through some health challenges that the Lord will strengthen her and provide answers in His timing. And in the meantime, that He will be helping her navigate through her pain levels so she is able to continue to serve those in her community. If you desire to connect with PsalmsCast, to have your name added to the prayer list, to request a Bible, to make comments, or to ask questions, our email address is psalmscast at gmail.com. If you prefer to call or to text, the number in the United States is 470-240-1509. For those who use WhatsApp, the number is slightly different It is 1-470-240-1509. That one before the number, super important. It designates that it goes to the United States. You can also make a connection using social media. PsalmsCast is on the platforms of Facebook, Twitter, and MeWe. And that's it for today. I am Denise. I love you, and I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Going deeper into the Word of God begins in five seconds. Going deeper into the Word of God, the Gospel of John chapter 14. Often in the challenges that the world of man is demanding and requiring bullying. I don't know what other words I could use here, but saying, hey guys, this is the way it needs to be. For the good of all, everybody needs to do this. Hmm. Okay. Sometimes we have to turn to God's Word. We have to be very prayerful, in my opinion, about how we walk things out. And so when I am confused, I go into God's Word, and I ask for Him to show me the Holy Spirit, to lead me and to guide me, showing me how I am to stand today. Today. This chapter talks about it's Jesus' testimony. It's his testimony. This is not my testimony about Jesus. This is his own testimony. And so as we dive in here, I it's my prayer that you will allow God's word to wash over you and to wash through you, trusting the Holy Spirit to plant the truths deep inside you and to give you everything that you need for how you are to walk in the world of man right now. John chapter 14 Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I am going there to prepare a place for you. Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you are not just my own. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing His work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the miracles themselves. I tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. If you love me, you will obey what I command. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. The Spirit of Truth. And you are in me, and I in you. Whoever has my commands and obeys them, he is the one who loves me. He who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love him and show myself to him. Then Judas, not Judas Iscariot, said, But Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus replied, If anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. My Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own, they belong to the Father who sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, Will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. You heard me say, I am going away and I am coming back to you. If you loved me, you would be glad that I am going to the Father. For the Father is greater than I. I have told you now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe. I will not speak with you much longer, for the Prince of this world is coming. He has no hold on me, but the world must learn that I love the Father and that I do exactly what my Father has commanded me. Come now, let us leave. Yeah, this is such, it's such a word for today. Do we believe that Jesus is who he says that he is? Do we believe that he has given us his peace and that we do not have to be troubled? We have to follow him. We have to obey him in his ways. Because yes, right now, the prince of this world is very much ramping up. And friends, Jesus is coming back. You don't have to believe me. Just read the New Testament all the way through the book of Revelation. It is time. And every single day, we are one day closer to Jesus' return. So, people, get ready. Don't delay.